one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice Welcome to the One Mic, One Voice show, Building the Collective Conscience, a show that is created to give space where your voice, ideas, and informed opinions can be heard, appreciated, and yay debated. I am Michael Eric Owens. And I am DT. I don't know about you, Mike, but man, I'm stuffed. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> did we have a good dinner, bro? Oh my gosh, I can barely even speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't want to mention where we're at because some of y'all might, uh, you know have bad memories about the place but uh we had we had a great time and um i'm gonna get right to it man we have an amazing show and i know i say that every week but i think we've taken it up a notch this week and um man in the studio in the studio with us not on the phone (laughs) not on the phone because they have been on the phone before right and it's kind of a tease when they're on the phone and but they are in the studio. I said they. I didn't say she or one. I said they. The the tag tag the tandem team is in the studio, folks. <laughs> and this is exciting. Man, we have Jamie Pettis and Lauren Phillips both in the studio with us today. Man, one mic, one voice. Man, we could have it better than this, D. The brazen wolf and the hawk. Oh, the brazen wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Welcome Both animals in the building. <laughs> it, welcome to One Mic, One Voice. We we are so excited to have you here. And um I, I think I think a lot of our audience already know who you are. I mean, even when you're not on the show, we we bring you up from time to time uh, all the positive things and that you're doing in the work uh that you're doing and the things that you're saying. But talk a little bit about um just who you are, where you're from. Uh, whatever you want to tell us, we just we want to hear it. Oh, am I going first? Oh, you Bra- going first. Brazen Wolf. Uh, you want to know what I've been up to? Yes. I've been up to pretty much the same thing. I'm rebuilding the Brazen Wolf brand, and actually okay. Lauren's going to be helping me out a little bit with that. Um, I was recently a part of uh, an event here in Oklahoma City uh, with that JB put on. You okay. know, he did my last event with me. It yeah. was called Black Box, to, I think, to help. It just brought a lot of artists together. Uh, from different walks of life as always and had a DJ had some art for sale and just kind of brought everybody together so that was real cool and I've just been painting yeah making art I got a show yeah. coming up in Phoenix I'm still living out there okay um, yeah we had a full thing. moon a couple nights ago how were you how was I yeah. I'm usually Blazing awkward on, on full moons <laughs> full moons affect me mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I don't I do not like them 90% really? of the time yeah, they make me feel weird and make everyone else drive weird. Interesting. That's it must my, be a that's full moon. Hey, it must so be a things full... were not cool <laughs> a couple nights ago. <laughs> it must be a full moon all oh. the time in here in Oklahoma City if folks are driving weird. But <laughs> yeah. but I will say uh, we're waiting on some art. So uh, we're excited about... Uh, James creating something special Yeah, not us. just oh, the, um, the art piece pieces that we've bought uh but also the commission piece that we mm-hmm. we have coming mm-hmm. up so we know you're focusing on that yes. and got the mind uh got the mind moving on that and we have uh your uh your counterpart here 
uh, Lauren. So talk a little bit about, man, because you came in, you know, both of you, when Jamie first dropped in on the scene and uh, shared her her beautiful mind with us. Uh, I mean, we we got a lot of positive feedback from that. And then when you came in, you just like, you just dropped the mic when you were done. <laughs> so so talk a little bit about uh, just who you are and um, anything else you want to tell us. We, we're, we're open to hear it. Excited to be back on the show. Mm-hmm. I flew in from Philly a couple of days ago. It's nice to be in Oklahoma. It's mm-hmm. different, a lot different than Philly, <laughs> for sure. It's good to be here. Been up to a lot of the same stuff. I've been writing more than I had before. And right now, I've just kind of taken a step back, I think, from everything going on um, and focusing on a lot of research, listening to what other people have to say, because there's just so many voices right now weighing in on the different issues this nation is facing that I think, you know, I heard someone say today, we're hyperventilating and the wind, and the mirror's getting fogged and our vision is getting uh, less clear. And I think it, there's a value in stepping back and just doing some research and, yeah. uh, taking a lesson to what other people have to say, yeah. you know, see a little yeah. bit more clearly. Yeah. I mean, knowledge is everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, people kind of speak sometimes from that uh, empty, as we say, vault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you got to fill the vault up with something before you begin to articulate your thoughts and, mm-hmm. and really add value to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're so thrilled to, to have you here. And um, you said with a couple of gifts, you know, you can't come to one mic, one voice without getting Come on. So, yeah, to. you know, because people, you know, people send me messages like, you know, I, I'm I'm a law fan of your show and I would like to have one of your cups. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, OK, well, that's that's cool. <laughs> you know, we do that. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> so we're special you're yeah you're special yes. you're, you're special and um <laughs> and so we again uh just appreciation of uh you being here with us and we have a great great show folks we're talking about the title of our show is the enlightening and uh so we're going to get into that as it re as it relates to america's race question and as lauren has mentioned um the idea of stepping back and researching and getting educated on some topic. That's really what we're doing tonight. Okay. We're trying to bring about some knowledge, uh, some key practical ways of looking at, um, this race question and, uh, and see how far we can go with that. So folks, listen, hang in there with us, man. We, we about to get deep, deep. We're going to get deep. That's his, that's his initial deep, deep. Deep T. Deep T. What the T for? Deep thought. Yeah. No, deep thought. Deep thought. Deep, uh, yeah. <laughs> deep, deep, deep thoughts by. <laughs> Come on, bro. Food coma. You guys got me. <laughs> you guys got me on the spot. Here. You got me on the spot. <laughs> deep <laughs> thoughts by DT. Right. Coming at you next. Coming at you next. <laughs> Folks, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Tiffany Hill, host of Authentic Conversations, a weekly motivational podcast where we discuss matters such as self-worth, relationships, parenting, professional development, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. You can find me on Facebook at Authentic Conversations by Tiffany Hill, on social media at TH underscore Authentic, and you can also subscribe to Authentic Conversations on iTunes and Podbeans, and the show is also available on blackinstudios.com. I look forward to connecting with you and remember to live authentically is the ultimate form of happiness.
This is Dr. Laura Jalat, and when I listen to podcasts, I always listen to the One Mic, One Voice show. Welcome back, folks. Um, the enlightening, right? Enlightening. Give someone greater knowledge or understanding about a subject or a situation. Greater knowledge or understanding. Enlightening versus ignorance. And when I when you call a person ignorant, of course, there's always a negative connotation, right? You're mm-hmm. calling me ignorant, but <laughs> being ignorant is just a lack of knowledge or information, folks. So if I call you ignorant today, I'm not I'm not like I'm not being condescending mm-hmm. to you, actually. I'm just, no, I'm not. I mean, ignore ignorance. And how I learned recently is just to look at it as ignorance. You know, mm. people are not stupid, you know, but yeah. they may be ignoring information. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Things that are right in front of their face that they can't see or perceive. So it's not like uh, touchable knowledge or information, but it is there. They just so happen to be ignoring it. Because when it comes to this particular conversation, there is a a, a ignorance that exists historically and presently in our country. America's race question. And we're, we're in uh, Jamie and Lauren. What we're going to try to talk about is this thing very associated with the race question is equality. Right. Mm-hmm. So, folks, we we have this. um audio that we're going to bring to you. Uh, Take a listen. In 1895, black people in Louisiana decided to test the constitutionality of the new laws. One segregation law required separate railroad cars for Negro passengers. Homer Plessy sat down in a car reserved for whites and was arrested. Because of the 14th Amendment and its Equal Protection Clause, Plessy never imagined the Supreme Court would rule against him. But it did. The court upheld his conviction in a decision which would shape race relations for half a century. In Plessy versus Ferguson, it ruled. The 14th Amendment could not have been intended to abolish distinctions based upon color or a commingling of the races. And the tragedy of Plessy is that having then held that you could discriminate on trains, the doctrine then was applied to a whole host of other areas, to all public accommodations, to boxing matches, to education, and in some instances in the early years in housing. And it gave the imprimatur that the law in America could do to blacks what it couldn't do to Irishmen, or Italians, or Jews. The Plessy decision introduced a new phrase into the language, separate but equal. 21 states would soon pass segregation laws under the protection of Plessy. The turn of the century saw the existence of two Americas, one white and one colored. Colored America could not eat in white restaurants, play in white parks, die in white hospitals, or be buried in white cemeteries. Oklahoma even segregated phone booths. Mississippi segregated Coke machines. In Atlanta, a Negro witness could not swear on white Bibles. Florida segregated not only the schools, but even the textbooks in storage. If you want to ride the bus, can you? 
put your nickel in the slot and you go into the back of that bus and you sit down and shut up. And if you came in that bus as a white person and you wanted my seat, then I got up and gave you my seat. We were not supposed to mix the races. That was the law, the law of the land. So you had to abide by that law or otherwise you went to jail. It was just that simple. This was the era of Jim Crow. This little song that I'm singing about People you all know is true If you black and got a white for a living now This is what they will say to you They say if you's white, she's all right If you's brown, stick around But if you's black, oh brother Get back, get back, get back The promise of the 14th Amendment the promise of equality before the law had been derailed. And in practice, many black people had been removed from the protection of the law altogether. The Jim Crow era was a time of unprecedented racial violence. Over 2,000 African Americans were lynched in the first years of this century. Blood on the leaves And blood at the root Black bodies swinging In the southern breeze Strange fruit hanging From the poplar trees Wow, Billy Holiday, Strange Fruit. Wow. Um we had but prior to going into that audio, we talked about the question, America's race question. It's a question of equality. Lauren, what what are your your thoughts just after listening to that uh that audio? Um well, I think, I mean, the, and this goes back to a previous conversation I was having today, but, um, you know, the, the, the thing that keeps playing in my mind is that during this time in segregated schools and in integrated schools, they, you had classrooms full of children, black and white, expected to put their hand on their heart and pledge allegiance to a flag that promises liberty and justice for all. Mm. Yet just down the street, they could be seeing their uncle or their father hanging from a tree. Mm. And, um, you know, I think the question of race in America <clears throat> and looking at our history, um, you know, I think of modern day Germany and in their classrooms, as young as the second and third grade, they have textbooks with with photographs of the Holocaust and they talk about it openly. Yet, I think in the majority of, of classrooms, even in, in secondary education, um, the just the gravity of what happened during the Jim Crow era is not discussed and in, and more importantly while we while many Americans may may know it in their head they do not feel what was going on the fact that you could not use the same restroom and the same water fountain and and 
it is so true to say that it was never about the water fountains and it was never about the Coke machines. It was about the question of someone's humanity. Wow. You, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about a lot of different things, um, but that's so true. In Germany, I mean, there's even uh, uh, some of the um, Holocaust victims' homes. There are monuments outside of yep. their homes to to memorialize that and to remember that. Mm-hmm. And here, and, and why do we start here? We start here because this is the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so many people want to forget the beginning. And I hear people all the time that say, I'm glad you brought up the Holocaust. I get people all the time that say, oh, man, you know, that slavery thing was, uh, so man, come on, Mike, Mike, mm-hmm. Mike, Mike, you know, it don't bring up the slavery thing, right? You know, I, I didn't have slave, but, but, but if a Jewish person wants to talk about the Holocaust, they're all mm-hmm. open to that, right? Yeah, and I think, you know, you look at the United Nations, and the United Nations has actually defined what a genocide is. And they said that a genocide, and I'm paraphrasing here, so nobody, you know, comment on this after the show, but the, a genocide is the uh, purposeful killing of a people or a culture. Mm. There was a Native American genocide in America. Mm-hmm. We know absolutely. that. we They absolutely try to destroy that culture. But what else would you call the purposeful and organized, and, 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 and it is organized because we didn't just see groups of citizens doing it. We saw it also done with the police force. We saw it done with the government. What else would you call this purposeful slaughter of black Americans during the Jim Crow era? And until we call it what it was, mm-hmm. instead of, oh, the post-slavery era, that's too soft. Mm-hmm. Until you call it the genocide that it was, yeah. the cultural genocide, and even more, I mean, until you call it what it was, we're killing our own people. Yeah. I don't know that we will ever heal because we've never fully recognized what the wound was. It's like breaking your arm and putting a Band-Aid on it, you know, and saying you got a mosquito bite. You're never going to get that arm straightened out. Yeah. you got to call it broken. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I, I laugh. The hawk, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I laugh only because uh, of this statement. When, when I hear people in this country that are outraged at Assad, for mm-hmm. killing his own people. Mm-hmm. But you had a class of people here, which you didn't consider human, mm-hmm. that you traded, that you hung, that you killed. But that's, you know, that's that's just in the past. Yeah, in the past. Can you forgive past. me? I mean, can <laughs> you know, never forgive me? Well, that's not even an apology <laughs> for it, really, right. right? Right? Or acknowledgement of it, right? And so how can we be so appalled, right, when somebody else is doing it, but... Uh, the hands of America, right, are supposed to be clean. I don't know, Jamie. What What are some of your thoughts? I, I feel like this is good, and this is something her and I were talking about earlier. This is going into the question or the concern of like, okay, in in America specifically, how we address it, we lighten mm-hmm. it up. Like earlier, she brought up a pretty good example. I, I mentioned the Trail of Tears. Mm-hmm. She said, Lauren said. And I think in Philadelphia, you called it the the genocide, the native genocide, the native genocide, because the Trail of Tears sounds too light. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is that? What is it going on here in general where we want to make something seem lighter or we or people, certain people are afraid to address it, whether it's in history books or tears make it sound like they just watched a sad movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or that. Now they're reacting to it. <laughs> and, and you mentioned like, would you ever forgive me? And I think yeah. the thing is, is that there's a lot of white Americans that are saying, you know, well, it happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Can we all move over from mm-hmm. it? 
how do you expect to be forgiven when you've never apologized? Yeah. You've never yeah. apologized for what you actually yeah. did. Yeah. And you never acknowledge the existence of that pain. Mm-hmm. See, this is enlightenment, right? I mean, if you really want to know what's going on, you, we really want to solve the racial divide that's in our country. We have to call it what it is, and we, we, we have to acknowledge the pain that it has, that, that still exists from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. And the, and the fear, right? The inability to embrace that, um, a person in a dominant culture, right? The inability for white folks to embrace that um, continues to paralyze us when it comes to solving this. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, you know, plus, I mean, it is a question, right? A question of humanity and identity, mm-hmm. right? I mean, humanity. I mean, aren't black folks part of the human yeah. race? I mean, I mean, I mean, just think about the questioning of a person's humanity, right? I mean, clearly we know what, what a dog is, a cat is. And I mean, there's no questioning, you know, are you a dog, right? Um, I love animals. I have animals. So don't write me talking about I don't love animals, right? But I'm saying <laughs> you'd be amazed what people write to me. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Fake news. You know, I've seen it. You know, exactly. Fake news, right? And, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but the reality is, I mean, let, let's just talk about, about this, this, this thing called humanity that we exist in and why is it so difficult for us to acknowledge each and everyone's humanity? What's, what's, what's at the core of that, of that issue, right? That ignorance, right? The lack of knowledge or information. How does a person stay ignorant when it comes to acknowledging one's humanity? You got the blinders on. Mm-hmm. I mean, only growing up being able to see things from your perspective, it it can be a crippling experience. We have one side of the story to tell when there are like thousands of sides of the story, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even you're saying humanity, to me, um, even knowing as a human being that there can be multiple truths that can exist at one point in time in the same place, and that'd be a human thing, you know, because we are human, we understand conversation and how to, you know, get along with each other, how to do all these separate things but you know we may have our own life and our own interests and our own beliefs apart from that you know but that doesn't take away from the fact that in this situation right here all of us are here together talking having a Mm -hmm. discussion Mm -hmm. and that being a part of our humanity being able to have a truth in the same situation even Mm -hmm. though we have separate views on Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that um in my opinion i don't believe that and I'll use the phrase again, I don't believe that liberty and justice for all will ever actually be truly executed in this nation until the sovereignty of someone's life is completely independent from sexual orientation, gender, race, ethnicity, religion, political views. The fact that the value of someone's life can be dependent upon something as simple as an ethnic background really says something about how, as a nation, we view human lives. And I think that we fall into a very dangerous situation um, when we talk about things, you know, like um, 
putting a value on someone's life and valuing one life more than the other. You know, there needs to be a flat standard Mm -hmm. of this is a human life and there should be no asterisks next to it. It's the same thing when someone is murdered um, in a crime, right? Like, could you imagine checking a checkered past in, 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 uh, in life was as, uh, as hateful and as competitive as we were as human beings? Like, what if the trees just start fighting? (laughs) But I don't like your branches. Yeah. (laughs) Lord of the Rings. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you talked about dogs, even dogs, you know, Mm -hmm. when they're trained can learn to get along with other Mm -hmm. dogs, you know, Mm -hmm. like humans need more training, right? They need enlightenment. Enlightenment, right? Um, I mean, in, in this thing called identity, uh, we're going to take a break here in a minute, but this thing of identity, right? Um, who you are, you know, this thing of how do I fit into a given society, a culture, right? I if it. I deny your humanity, then do you really have an identity in my eyes, right? If I don't see you as a human being, mm. right, can you really fit in anywhere, right? It's kind of the basic kind of foundational thing that we have to see one another as human beings. I think, and I'm going to say, I'm not going to go too far off, but it, it may sound general, but it's pretty general, powerful thing. It's all, all comes down to fear. Mm. You, mm-hmm. you look different, you mm-hmm. act different, you even the fear of to express an, a different individuality, your, your sexual orientation is different. Mm-hmm. Therefore, and you know, depending on my privilege, mm-hmm. which typically tends to be white. Uh, I, that will, you did say you can, a white person, for example, I'm better than mm-hmm. and you're different. I've got the privilege. You're different. Therefore mm-hmm. it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And that there comes that separation. Yeah. We're also mm-hmm. living in a nation, which Oftentimes, the individual does not get to claim their identity. Society does. Mm -hmm. So society passes down your identity. And that, in and of itself, says a lot about, again, how we see humanity, Mm -hmm. where society is telling you your identity. I created your reality so I can control your reality. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I want to pick up on this this very conversation here on the social constructs uh, in And when we come back uh, from this break, we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. This is Roxy Davis. And this is Deborah Burris. And we are the The Roxy Roxy by Design Design Show. Our show is designed to bring healing as we share our stories while God redesigns our lives. So take a ride with us. So you can find us at Podbean, iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter, and blackandstudios.com. So thank you, everyone, for listening to the Roxy by Design Show. You have a blessed day. We love you. This is DT of the One Mic, One Voice podcast. just want to let you guys know you can go over to iTunes and search us at One Mic, One Voice and be sure to rate and review our episodes. Let us know about any feedback that you have and what you enjoy about the episodes. Also, you can go over to Stitcher where you can get the latest and freshest episodes of our podcast streamed directly to your smartphone or iPad. No downloading or syncing. How cool. Real smooth. <laughs> 
Also, we just like to take the time to thank you for your time and for your energy and for spending time with us as we discuss the historical record of our time. All right, we're back. You know, uh, hey, Mike, wait, before we jump back in. Yes. We did have a um, fan of ours mm-hmm. send in a, a, a little a little uh, upper. I was calling it upper. Upper. You know, on the upper side of things. <laughs> um, his name is Lee Anthony Beat. He's from the UK. Oh, wow. Yeah, he says that he never misses an episode. Him oh. and his family love the show. Man, that's great. Um, he said he's a down-to-earth lad. Okay. <laughs> Always up to have fun and have a good laugh. Okay. And he's from Birmingham, uh uh, United Kingdom. So okay, and shout what, what out is to Lee Anthony yeah. Beat? Lee Anthony Beat. Yes, sir. Oh man, he sounds like a smooth brother. Thank you and the family for listening. Oh Lee. man, we we love what you're doing. Um, you know, any feedback you want to give us, just the fact that you reached out to us means so much because, uh, you know, we're in here each and every time like trying a, to, um, huh? The Scorpio likes long walks on the beach. It almost sounded like a, a, a relationship ad. He sounds great. He sounds great. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate, really, uh, you know, his input and him listening to the show. And, and uh, you know, hey, we, we're always open to uh, to having him uh, call in sometime. He can call from the U.K. Call right now. And, uh, and we definitely would uh, love to have you on. But shout out to you, brother. Thank you so much. And uh, keep keep listening. And uh, keep spreading the word because we're trying to definitely um, keep the conversation alive. And we're going to give him a shout out in the after party, too. So uh, right. that'd be a beautiful thing. Right. Man, we need to sit, man, man, send, let, t- hold on for a second, man. Okay. Uh, uh, send him a note. We want to send him, a, we're going to send him a coffee cup, man. Uh, you know, we're just sending I, that. I thought just, only we were getting coffee. Yeah, but he kind he kind of special though. Man, made me feel yeah. special. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now everybody's he, getting mugs. Now, <laughs> now he, you get a mug. Like you get a mug. You can't contradict yourself on yeah. the mic. No, no, he, like no, he, in a spe- he, he just, he just stepped into the special realm. Uh, with his with his uh, comment and his shout out, and the fact is he's never missed an never episode. Missed episode. That's a beautiful thing. I want to uh, go back here for a minute and talk about, um, you know, this thing called identity. And uh, these social constructs in which we are born into, which uh, society is not the same for every society or every culture, but we are born into these these um, these limitations of what it means to be human. And we judge one another by that. And we buy into that ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And so given the the question of race in our country. Let's examine for a minute um, this this thing that we that that we're talking about. How does that how does that play out um, for the child that just comes into the world, right? As far as identity goes, yes. and the, so I mean, I think it's interesting. Um, identity, if you look up the definition of it, a lot of times it, it's talking about a characteristic that you have mm-hmm. that automatically reflects something greater than you, therefore relating you to other people and to other things. Um, and I think a big part of identity in this country comes from experience and perspective. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different experiences, even within America, the, the, the black child's the black American growing up, their experience and perspective is much different than the white Americans, the mm-hmm. gay American to the straight American. Mm-hmm. And therefore, 
this idea of American identity mm. and as identity as a whole, it's very split. That's why mm. so often we hear people saying, I'm a gay American, I'm a black American, mm. I'm a Native American, because that experience is different than the mainstream white straight Christian identity of I am an American. Um, and I think that social construct uh, of the different identities, uh, categorizing people, mm. you know, compartmentalizing mm. people. Yeah. Um, when you grow up and society has placed an identity on you, with that identity comes expectations, mm -hmm. comes stereotypes, um, and often judgments and biases as well. Um, and, 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 and as an individual, it can be hard to create your own identity or feel free to create your own when society has pressed such a weight upon you. And I would even say um, it might be – it's well, okay, let me back up here for a minute. You might think you have created your own identity, mm -hmm. but in the eyes of other, they have already departmentalized you, categorized you, and labeled you yep. uh, because of their own labeling of themselves and departmentalizing of themselves. <laughs> so you could be as unique as you think you are, mm -hmm. but when you walk in a room, oh, that's a black man. Okay, uh, I don't think he, he must play sports looking at me tall. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, yeah, I don't think he, uh, probably don't make that much money. Look at the car. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, because it's from that experience, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the reason why I had this question down here about American identity, because I, I'm glad, Lauren, you spoke to that, because I don't believe there, that we can say there is an American identity, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's, 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 that's the misnomer, right? People say, well, I'm patriotic. You know what I'm saying? I serve my country. Well, okay. So, what does that mean? So that, so that, so you're American, right? But I'm not because uh, obviously I don't have a flag, right? You know, I'm not walking around with my constitution. So obviously I'm not. You know what I mean? Because that's what we do to one another, right? And when people, I have these arguments with people on social media. You know, I have to tell them sometimes because they're coming at me from like this patriotic. I said, dude, I was in the Navy for 13 years. Okay. So, but, but their identity is wrapped up in that. Like I serve my country. So I'm better than you. That goes back to what Jamie was saying. I'm, I'm white. I'm better than you. Right. Mm -hmm. This, this valuing, right. This, this scale of who is authentic and who is not really goes back to Plessy versus Ferguson. Right. You're not good enough. You don't have enough white and matter of fact, you got a little black in you. So your value is not where it should be, right? We didn't even mention that Plessy, uh, Homer Plessy was only one eighth, uh, black, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's more white than he was black, right? Uh, and so, but still his value though, in the eyes of society was, no, you, you can't, you can't ride up front here. Um, so I, I mean, what what do you, Jamie? What are your thoughts on, on on all of this? Oh man, there's a lot there. Um, I think kind of going back again. We were talking about this on the way over here. I'm I'm just gonna kind of this might be veering off a little bit, but talk about something I mentioned to her. Like uh, growing up, I kind of had this feeling inside of me, like. We had a principal mm -hmm. um, when I was about, I think, 10 years old. He used to come into our cafeteria and make, like, the entire school sit down and play it, listen to that song, I'm Proud to Be an American. Mm. You remember that? It was, <laughs> yeah. like, by some, like, country singer. I don't know. And yeah. he would just stand. Bruce Stingsing, wasn't it? Somebody, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was just the boss. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't. No, it wasn't Bruce Springsteen. Mm. Not that boss. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't him. This was some. It wasn't him. But this was so bad. <laughs> this was so bad. I remember even at the mm -hmm. age of 10, like, and he, the principal would stand there 
and with his hands behind his back and just be like and, and <laughs> expect us to like get something from this yeah and even at a, and this is just my experience with this even at a young age like this i'm like this there's something like mm. not 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 right here mm. there's, there's something that and it's not like for me like i was telling her i, I don't hate america I, mm. there's a lots that i appreciate about my rights here however my experience, I know, and like for me specifically, let's just say being gay, mm-hmm. I can hear the um, national anthem mm-hmm. and in that, or the Pledge of Allegiance, that mm-hmm. liberty, justice for all. And I don't personally feel like that yeah. applies to me yeah. as someone who's gay and living in America. Mm-hmm. And, and I, re- <laughs> I was telling yeah. her, like, realize that today. I'm like, how come I can't feel that? Mm-hmm. That, and I always called it for me. I always said that to me, I, maybe I'm not patriotic, mm. but that's not necessarily what that means. It mm. means that I don't feel like I have the same yeah. rights as like, per se, the yeah. white Christian mm. stereo, mainstream yeah. Yeah. Amer- yeah. male American. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of like you're, <laughs> uh, you're on the outside, like looking in, right. And you, you, you wish you could be in, right. Mm. But you can't be in, right. Because it, you would be fooling yourself because you realize it doesn't apply to you, mm. you know, and, and I'm as, as black people, we can clearly relate to that. Uh, it's really hard for the heart to accept it and to embrace it when you know it's not true. Mm. Um, you know, it's like the, the, the controversy about the, about the uh, national anthem and uh, the second stanza of the national anthem when it talks about slavery and 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 how how a black person can be criticized for not wanting to sing it mm-hmm. and being called well you're well that, well I, man I don't how can I be like I would have to be crazy to like want to sing that right enthusiastically yeah because it speaks of the death of slaves right I mean but it goes back to sugarcoating and and just overlooking mm. those atrocities and we will never be enlightened when it comes to race in America unless we embrace the truism of what has transpired absolutely and and I think I think you're absolutely right um, and and what Jamie was saying as well is this doesn't apply to me and I think what we've seen here and and, and part of this is, is ignorance like we were talking about people say you know we've had a black president there's equal freedom <laughs> you might give someone a seat at the table but you're not allowing them to speak that's right the second you say no I didn't have the same experience as you I do not have the same privilege as you stop Stop. I'm going to talk over you. So what good is a seat at the table if you won't allow someone to speak? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you. Wow. I sit at a lot of tables uh, and I I understand that folks don't want to listen to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're there. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it it looks good. Right. It looks good. Right. But really, I don't want to hear from you. Absolutely. And uh, I don't you know, you know, I mean, you bring up a, a really great point. I. Sometimes I, I I wonder because when none of your ideas are being taken or implemented, mm-hmm. it's like why am I even here, right? Because I really don't need to be here, right? I could be doing hundred and one things, right? But it goes back to that that thing, and I think that perception, right, the optics mm-hmm. of diversity, inclusion, mm-hmm. and uh, but it's, that's all it is. It's it's smoking mirrors, folks. Right? It's not. It's not. It's not true. Yeah. And for those of us that know that, 
those of us that I would like to say who are enlightened, right? Um, we are the ones that, that seem to be ostracized and, uh, and condemned. And, and you, you know, I mean, it's like, it's not like, it's not like they come to seek the information and say, okay, help me out of my ignorance, right? Inform me of, of who you are and what you are and why do you see the world? No, you're demonized for who you are, right? Yeah. Um, that's part of the American culture, right? It's, it, it even goes to immigration, right? I mean, yeah. Syria, right? They're the other. They're the terrorists. They're this. They're that. We never see the humanity, getting back to that, the humanity of others. Absolutely. And I mean, and really just to talk about racism, too, to play in with that humanity. Now, you can correct me if I got my numbers wrong, but I think there's a much bigger chance as an American of me being shot by a white man with a semi-auto mm -hmm. than a Syrian refugee. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So we <laughs> yeah. want to talk about threat levels. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. not in the refugee. And th this, this conversation makes me think about something that James Baldwin said, one of the greatest minds in the civil rights movement one of the most eloquent and articulate Americans, in my opinion. He said, I love this country, so I insist on criticizing her at length, something like that. And and, and I get that. I love the ideas and, and the philosophy behind America. And I believe that um, there is such potential in this nation because I truly believe in the promises that we make. The problem is, is that we do not execute those promises not for all and yeah. until red white and blue actually means freedom and justice for all instead of i might be shot because my tail lights out mm. you know or mm. i'm getting jumped because i'm a gay american but that no one's going to stop to help me when i yeah. see the red white and blue they're going to ask me what did i do what did i say to provoke it yeah you know it, it, those promises mean nothing so I can pledge allegiance to the idea but how do i pledge allegiance to a country that promises it but will not execute absolutely. it absolutely yeah, those yeah. are just those early indoctrinations, you know, those mm -hmm. um, waves and motions we have to go through just to, you know, fit in. Like your 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 principal playing the music for you, like that stuff starts <laughs> early, man. Imagine yeah, yeah, imagine yeah. your mom sitting <laughs> yeah, you down yeah. and saying, "Son, yeah, look, yeah. I've got this song. I want you to hear it. I'm gonna play it mm -hmm. for you just to let you know you, you're in. Mm -hmm. You know, you're one of us. Yeah, mm -hmm. stand at attention. An American, yeah. like, yes. oh, stand at attention. You better salute, boy. <laughs> that builds up, build up a different type of persona for somebody yeah. growing up, feeling you know that patriotism. You know, got thirty flags on the back of his car. And, yeah, and it's yeah, man. But hold on for a second, man. What what's up with these guys riding around with like? Four or five like American flags on their pickup trucks. Does do they not know they're in America? <laughs> I mean, like, who are they reminding? No, what does that say though? Really, I'm, I, it must be the, the best is when you see somebody with not the best it's the worst when you see somebody with American flag on their truck and then they got a Confederate flag bumper sticker that's like wearing a Cowboys jersey and an Eagles hat do you not <laughs> right. did you not get that they weren't on the yeah, same right. team there like right. you right. know what I mean you, you, that would buy you a middle school textbook history textbook that's that illusion of patriotism though. they yeah, want to be isn't it? be the best um, and what is that what is what am I trying to say to everyone I pass right what am I trying to say that I'm that I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, oh. that I'm better or that I believe in America, that I love America, and you don't mm -hmm. because you don't have four flags on your car. Let me tell you something. I had a friend come from Greece, and um, and we were riding around, and she said to me, she said, Brother Michael, 
She said, I have never seen like a country with with their flag all over the place. She said it's on your houses. Like, she she said it's on your bumper sticker. She said it, you know, she said it it reminded me of Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that, man. Like, why, why in the world? Now, I can understand flag company. They try to make money, right? But I have, I'm going to tell you what. I've never seen, I mean, there is, Oklahoma's got some huge flags, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like. That's what she said. I've driven. Yeah. I was like, there's a lot of flags. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> is it a flag depot? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's flag, like, week, flag week in Oklahoma. <laughs> flag, <laughs> flag, flag, yeah. But I'm, I'm saying, don't we know where we're at? And what does that say? Mm. And what does that say to the people that feel excluded from that mm. or harmed mm. from that flag? I mean, right? thinking about the people listening in Jamie's class, I'm not mm. sure if they were all, you know, American or were originally from America. But listen, I mean, what that song may convey to somebody who, mm. who's not from here, you know, what that teacher or principal may have sent a message to those students who may have not been from America. Well, think about that. Pushing out. Think about that next line, though. I'm proud to be American where at least I know I'm free. Mm-hmm. Not true. Yeah. Not true. Because I can tell you a lot of Americans yeah. where they're not sure if they're free. Oh, absolutely. And we can talk about that from the pri- the school to prison pipeline. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that with the clearly unfair judicial system. Freedom is I mean, an illusion. Yeah, well. where, where at least I know I'm free. And that's the part about America that I, the idea of the American idea that I love, that I hold close to heart. That freedom, that beyond anything else, no matter what happens, you always have the pursuit of happiness. You always have these freedoms listed out in the Bill of Rights. The problem is, is where at least some people are free. Mm-hmm. Some are proud to be American, where at yeah. least they mm-hmm. know they're free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my version. I'm making a remake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the remix. Remix. Yeah, it's 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 so true, man. I, I never thought until now about the impact that the flag has on those who have been bruised by it, mm-hmm. right? And it's always in their face. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, it's always in my face, right? Um, it's interesting. Folks, when we come back, we got some practical steps um, for you to get enlightened. Because if we want to solve this problem, call yourself a liberal, progressive, um, socialist. I don't think socialism is a bad thing, actually. Um I don't know why people do, but you know, I'm sure I get some emails. Somebody's cracking their knuckles right now. Getting knuckles ready right now, folks. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. This is Richard Taplin, host of the Black Box Podcast. Wanted to tell you thanks again for listening to the One Mic One Voice please be sure to check out their Facebook page, One Mic, One Voice Podcast. And while you're on Facebook, go ahead and stop by Blackened Studios. Also, check out our website, blackenstudios.com, to find all the podcasts that record here, including the One Mic, One Voice Show, the Black Box, the Elijah Bailey Show, the Roxy by Design Show, and also the Gamer's Dan Podcast. Thanks again for all of your support. And remember, it's Blackened. This is Koresh Ali Lansana, poet, author, educator, and Oklahoma. And when I listen to podcasts, I'm on that one mic, one voice joint. Welcome back, folks. Um, 
Hey, I was talking to Rich, and he just said, Mike's alive. I just went to <laughs> totally disregard what I had to say. <laughs> right, 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 right. He, he, he's usually like that without the special mix. He's much more yeah, common. a little later in the day. But, but I got I got to give shout-outs to Rich. He let me use his headphones because I left mine. And, and that's suit. very kind of him. Okay, so we going to – hey, listen. Go Richard. He has scored today, okay? Uh, I'm going to give him that much. I appreciate him. And he was down in Tulsa all day long, man. So the oh, brother came oh, back and true. the architect okay. came back to take. Man, I should have. Right. Don't take it out. You know what I forgot? Though, I should have had you. Did you drive? Man, I, I should have had you go to my cigar store because they got some cigars down there that I only can get down there, matter of fact, which is interesting. Now I'm mad at you. Because I forgot. But anyway, folks. <laughs> mad, at, <laughs> mad at him. You went from defending you to getting upset with you. Wow. <laughs> to putting my foot on his neck. <laughs> um, but uh, we want to give some practical steps for enlightenment. And I, and I think what we've been trying to do here today is to uh, educate you. That's number one. Get educated. I mean, there, there, it, it, Lauren, you said it, right? There's so much information, so much noise, so mm-hmm. much I mean, we're inundated, the dissemination of everybody and everything that some people are just overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I hear people that, oh, I don't talk about politics. I'm like, well, you do know it governs your life, right? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't talk about politics or religion, um, and I don't watch the news. You know, I just, I just want to be happy. Well, okay. Good luck with that. <laughs> but, but, but being educated, let's talk about that. How do, how do people... Get educated. And I, I know the standard way, go to school, get a degree, but I'm talking about getting educated with the life experience. How do people get educated nowadays? Well, I think uh, everyone's wired a different way. Um, I think you find something that angers you. For a lot of people, let's just use Betsy, the nomination of Betsy DeVos. Mm. People are angry and they're upset and they're yelling at the TV. And I'm going, do you know the local head of your teacher's union? Mm. Well, no. Find out their name. Find out what it means to be a teacher in the local public schools. And I think the thing is get involved and start asking questions and stop talking. Um, find out what makes you passionate. What's that thing that angers you or excites you? Um, and, and, and ask questions and get different sources because if you're getting the same sources from the same kind of people or from the same political party, you're not getting the full picture, you know? No, I, I, I agree. Um, yes, the fight you know, we all fit into the struggle differently, and we must find our place within the struggle and then get educated with what what uh, makes us most passionate. I like that. Uh, because if you're not passionate about it, you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hang in there. You know, it doesn't seem worthwhile for you if somebody's forcing purposeful. you to yep. do it. Um, resist stereotypes. Uh, second thing, experience others for yourself. That's a hard one, Mike. Resist stereotypes. Somebody might see those green eyes of yours and think, man, this guy must be white. <laughs> we even knew it was coming. I just did my ancestors' DNA, too. So uh, I'm waiting on that to come back. And I, I make this statement. If I am 15% European, I want 15% of privilege. I'm going to get a card made up. write up what you mean in that. I'm going to get a card. No, I'm going to get a card made up. So when somebody's <laughs> following me, I'm going to pull it out and say, look, I'm 15% what? <laughs> uh, back up off me. <laughs> <laughs> According to Ancestor DNA, right. get your slings locked. Uh, 
<laughs> but seriously, I mean, being able to experience others for yourself. I mean, if you really want to be enlightened, you really want to come out of your ignorance, you you can't believe what other people have shown you, what the media has shown you. You have to you have, you to, have, be have able to, to sift through that foolishness. And you have to embrace people. Mm. Right? And um but again, Jamie, you talked about it. The fear, right? Prevents me from you look different to me, you may talk different to me. I Man, that Michael Owens dude, I don't know about, you know, he's kind of radical. I don't know if I should really get to know him. But see, you already labeled me, though. Now you call me radical, right? You don't even, you don't even know me, right? Yeah. Get to know me. You got to ask yourself when, when, you, when you meet somebody or, or people say, that, you know, uh, the, the refugee crisis, there's, there's a danger there. Yeah. Or, you know, um, oh, look, there's, there's, there's a man that looks Hispanic. Mm. He, he might be an illegal immigrant. You got to ask yourself that follow-up <laughs> question. How do you know that? Yeah. How do you yeah. know that the Syrian yeah. refugee is, is dangerous? What told you that? Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. Where you? did I hear that? Yeah. Where yeah. does that knowledge come yeah. from? And is it based in anything factual? Yeah. Yeah, and go ahead. Oh, mm-hmm. you have to choose to do that, though. First, you have to, uh, like, knowledge. I know, like, for me, anytime I want to, let's just say learn. Let's just call it learning or unlearning. Like, I have to choose, A, to maybe look at a situation or a place I haven't been in and know I don't understand this because I haven't been here. It's, it's like <laughs> I have to choose to take action in resisting stereotypes, whatever it may be. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. A it's, it's a, a choice. It's a choice, and then you yeah. and you just like you come to believe, and that goes for so many things. Choice. You, yeah. you, you can come to believe to see the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in this case, it's like, hey, what's there to be afraid of? Why were you so afraid? Yeah. Like unlearn what you know, what you've it, learned. Exactly. I love that unlearning. Yeah. yeah. It really, exactly. it's like unlearning. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. You're born into something, whatever, mm-hmm. like. Whatever that got you there, mm-hmm. I'm learning. I, and, and 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 you know, second learning is the hardest, right? I mean, the first time you do something, if you learn it the right way, you're good. But going back and trying to relearn it mm-hmm. is difficult because you have all that history mm-hmm. speaking to you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, how do we get to the point where we think we know anything anyway, right? Like we like we like I know who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I didn't figure it out. I know exactly who. Just, how, how do we get to is how is that hubris and that ignorance so pervasive in a person that you would think with the complexities of individuality? How would I th- unless you reveal yourself to me? Burn like shortcuts, Mike. Yeah. It must be right. Right. If I can it's just easier, that if way. I can just carve you up mm-hmm. and say you're this, that you're this bottle, I'm good to go. I don't have to worry about where it's been made at, the material it's been made out of, that how long it might last. Will sell you before your brain <laughs> asks the question of where did the water come from? You, you know? know, oh, that's my water. We trust them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it could be like tap water from yeah. somebody's sink. I think hubris comes from privilege. Mm-hmm. That if if I am fit into a category where the stereotypes are not negative about me. Mm. Right. Then I don't need to worry about how I'm being stereotyped. So then Mm. maybe I won't take the effort to figure out what identity society is placing on you and oppressing you with. Mm. I think hubris comes with comes with privilege. And you you remind me of this. uh, I have this uh, friend. uh, He's white. And um, and I I, I say he's white because I'm making a point here. You know, I'm not saying I have one white friend. So I'm not not prejudiced. We're not friends. (laughs) Right. Right. I have two now, but you know, this, he said something to me in a conversation because we were talking about race and, and he said to me, he said, Michael, I never think about race. 
He said, unless, unless we're talking, he said, I never think about race. Mm-hmm. And I was, and it just blew me away, Jamie, because I was like, dude, I, when I get up in the morning, that's the first thing on my mind is that I'm black. You know what I'm saying? And I got challenges today because I'm black, right? But this guy said he never, he never thinks about race. And I said, what a privilege that is, mm-hmm. you know. What did he say after that? Did he add any? No, he just said he was thankful that we could have these conversations. He's probably but, done talking about it, thinking about it after you said He it. doesn't, yeah. you know, he doesn't have, I mean, he kind of grew up very privileged, silver spoon in his mouth, and daddy did this for him, so he went to college, you know. So he, he, he doesn't, you know, none of that is, is inside of his world, right? Unless he meets somebody that starts talking to him, and he's like, oh, wow, I never. I mean, he talked to me how one time he just, he snapped on the cops, and uh and, and yeah, yeah he, and I was like and then what he was telling me and I was like yeah he said yeah he disrespected my family and I went and I told him blah 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 and I was like really <laughs> like no nah, I'll be dead if I did <laughs> you know what I'm saying but he understood that that moment of his privilege like do you have it word but, for word what you said to but but it's interesting that I think there are some people that never even think about it unless something happens on the news unless they hear something. And never even think about. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's selfish when I hear people mm-hmm. say, you know, mm-hmm. I'm so that politics are so crazy right now. I'm not going to talk about mm-hmm. it on Facebook. I'm going to follow everybody that does. Let's just not talk about politics. If you don't feel inclined to talk mm-hmm. about race, religion, politics, clearly you are not being affected by it like a lot of other people are. Mm-hmm. And with privilege comes responsibility. You don't get you don't get the get out of jail free card because this isn't affecting you, so you don't have to talk about it. And if we want to have an American identity, a unified nation, you know, Philadelphia city, city of brotherly love, got to give the shout out. You know what I mean? If it's not affecting me, it might be affecting my brother and my sister. And therefore, I have a responsibility to say something about it, even if I'm, it's not part of my social identity that's yeah. being affected. Yeah. yeah, it's affecting my fellow countrymen. Yeah. We'll say it that way. Mm-hmm. I still have to talk about it. Yeah, that's brilliant. And this has to be a choice. Right. Mm-hmm. You got yeah. to do it. You got to want to do it. Right. But you got fear uh, mm-hmm. slap you in the face and you, you, you know, you paralyzed. You know, you can't move. I don't know them folks. They they like their music real with a lot of bass and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that, right? <laughs> uh, yes. Showing a good understanding, number three, of how people should be treated, not ignorant or narrow in thinking. Showing, showing a good understanding of how people should be treated. Right. I mean, like, like that goes back to number one, though, right? Get educated yeah, because some yeah. people don't grow up in those experiences where they can they can see that in a healthy manner with how people should be treated. Yeah, sometimes it's yeah. all destruction yeah. Yeah. or all chaotic. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 true. I mean, that's being I enlightened. Mean, like, mm-hmm. No, go ahead, bro. And all like you're saying, some people are starting from like right now, and like you talked mm-hmm. about earlier, kind of being in a position where you have to relearn something mm. because obviously this is something that you didn't get on the mm. first pass. Yeah. But now you have to, you know, kind of let your barrier down and find a way to sink in this information that is new to you, but hadn't before now been exposed to you. Mm-hmm. Having a standard for how people should be treated. And when you see that ill treatment, you do something about it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You okay. sacrifice your own, maybe your privilege, you know, Maybe your standing, maybe your job, maybe your because of the injustice that you see, right? I mean, that's 
that's really what this is all about. We said we talked about the race question being about equality, humanity, identity. First of all, at the at the base level, I got to acknowledge your humanity, mm-hmm. right? That you're human, that you you deserve to be treated, you know, nicely. Actually, why? Because nobody should be mistreated, right? Um, and we'll run through these. I, I, this one I want to kind of stick on. The other one, uh, leave your comfort zone. We've talked about that, Jamie. You were very clear on that. It's a choice. It's that fear that keeps you there. Uh, there's nothing. Listen. You dead in your comfort zone. I mean, I you ain't gonna you, you. There's no creativity in your comfort zone. You know that as an artist. There's no creativity. You got to step outside your comfort zone if you want to do anything of value in this life. That's beyond treating people. Uh, but if you want to make an impact, you can't stay in your comfort zone, folks. And I like this. I want to talk just for a minute about uh, number five. Be the love you are seeking. Who want to be hated in this world? I mean, maybe there's some people that grow up out. I don't want everybody to hate me. You know, I ain't I just, got no haters. I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mighty fine ego over there. <laughs> more haters I get, the more the better I feel. <laughs> like, really? Oh, okay. See you later. Uh, but be the love you are seeking. I love that, man. Oh. Uh, because man, I, I think in all of us, we we want to be loved, man. We want to be accepted. We want to be appreciated. We want to be valued. Mm. Why can't we be that to one another, right? I think when you have some left over, um, some love in the tank, mm. then you can give some out. You mm. know, it's, it's um, you know, being that love that you are seeking. If I'm somebody who's full of filled with love, you know, filled with empathy, with care, with these these qualities that will you know, help me reach out to other people. It's going to come naturally for me to be able to, you know, put that out because obviously mm. somebody has put it in me. But if yeah. I'm coming from an empty place, mm. I'm, I'm kind of just, you know, mm. I'm place asking. of anger. Mm-hmm. To, and to bounce off what mm. DT said, I think that uh, there's to have the ability to love yourself despite mm. what identity society might mm. give you. Mm. To say, I can still love myself. I love myself and I am proud. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, Michael Render, Killer Mike, one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite artists said, I love my beautiful, conscious black mind. Mm-hmm. And that's so powerful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To have that self-love. Yeah. And then be able to love, love other people with that, you know? Yeah, I think that's uh, beautiful. To love yourself. Because um, if you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. I mean, I mean that's another thing. It's like it's, it's not like any of us had a choice. Like yeah. we got to get right. Yeah, yeah. Like we didn't get to pick out our eyes yeah. or yeah. skin tone. Look yeah. in the mirror, be like, I hate you. <laughs> I hate right. you, man. Man, I can't stand you, man. <laughs> and so even finding that self love, you know, is a, is a key starting point because yeah. Yeah. having to accept the fact that you're here regardless of who you are and what, how much money your mom mm-hmm. made and where you stay and yeah. all these other things that are out of your control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to find a way to survive and thrive in, in the space. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, brother. Um, the last one, appreciate the beauty of differences. Nature is our example. Oh, man. It's... Man. You know, that's, man, look, look around, man. Richard, oh, man. Richard, a smooth looking brother, though. Look at him, though. He, <laughs> he just smiled. <laughs> DT, oh, you got it going on, man. I was, <laughs> when I was your age, man. I was half the man you were, but I was good. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we got these beautiful women in the studio with us now. And 
Man, look, I mean, just think about the beauty all around us, man, that we find issue with, right? Right. I'm like, instead of us celebrating those differences, right? I mean, I've been listening to the Philly accent since since we've been here, man. I've been loving <laughs> yeah. it. You know what I mean? I've been loving what it, man. And 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 it's just why why can't we, you know, as as conscious people, man, just look at and say, you know what, man, I'm 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 happy you're different, right? Because you bring so much value. You stretch me, you mold me, you shape me. Your differences. Instead of us saying that different is deficient, right? Yeah. That's what we say, right? Let's talk about that for a minute. I know one thing I would be, be probably be pretty boring place if we all look the yeah, same. Yeah, I know exactly right. You know, like I, I, it's interesting to me. That's where my mind goes. Like that pr- sounds pretty basic for mm. such a complex thing. And it, like, how did we get here where we're afraid of each other because of our differences? But it'd be a pretty boring place. If we all looked like, if nature, if every flower was the <laughs> same, if every oh person God. looked the same. Yeah. And it's amazing that. Like one bird. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we knew the concept of what it meant to be bored. Yeah, but, and, yeah. and and then I'm just like, there's so much you could do with everything we've talked about in this show. I just, I'm just over here baffled. And I want to end this, I know we want to end this on a positive note, but it just baffles me that it. That it turned into a thing to be afraid of. Mm, yeah. It just baffles yeah. me. I, I will, I've been mm. asking that question since I, was li- since I was little. How did it come to that mm. differences to be scary? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think I think there's also the concept of the um, the hero and the and the villain, right? Mm. I mean, you in order to perpetuate a system that um, that discriminates and uh, depresses people, you have to paint them a certain way as bad, as villains, as evil, as this, as that, and this is being good, right? And so I think uh, I think that the original concept was just that, right? But then when the, the quote-unquote evil and bad all of a sudden start to uh, move into the culture, get educated, mm-hmm. excel, then all of a sudden you go, so what's the narrative now, right? Yeah. You know, so how do we? Well, they're good athletes, but nah, they're, they're not good for managers. And well, they they make good managers, but uh, no, they're not. So so the narrative continues to change because you're trying to maintain that status quo, that systemic system that benefits the privilege and those that are not privileged, right? Yeah. Um, but it's based upon losing. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where the fear comes in that man, I don't mm-hmm. I don't lose my wealth. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? You know, we Clutch should pearls. Yeah, what yeah, what <laughs> what do you mean we should give everybody free education? Why would we do that? Think about the notion of not wanting to educate people. Mm-hmm. I mean it's kind of crazy, right? I mean you, you if you if you educate people, I mean, statistically, it tells you you have less crime. Yep. <laughs> you know, you know think, and th- think about the American point of view here. I won't say some Americans, everybody, well, let's say this, uh, every male is required that if we call your name, you'll go to war for us. So you, everyone's required to go to war, but not everybody is afforded an education. How are you going to ship young men off to war, come a draft, yet you won't promise them an education? And I think the idea there is if we can keep them ignorant to what we want them to fight for, 
they'll keep fighting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's ab- absolutely. And I think it, uh, just like we always say, education is, is, is the key to that door of the pursuit of happiness. It's no secret that, you know, to keep some people out, mm-hmm. avoid the education. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. This has been an amazing, amazing. So, I mean, we could have went in so many different directions, uh, but I, I think we summed it up. Um, I think very clearly in this idea that um, you have to come out of your ignorance if you really want to understand not just America's race question, but all the challenges we face. Because it's ignorance that keeps you in your box, right? And it's ignorance that continues to divide us, right? And so um, I'm going to encourage our, our listeners, you know, especially our Patreon uh Customers, we're about to go to the after party here, and we we really gonna get down because I we got Philly in the house, we got Arizona in the house, so we got we got to understand. Uh, I want some perspectives on Oklahoma, so we're gonna get down, right? Um, but folks, uh, it's been a great show. The enlightening history will speak of us somewhere in the distant future. Scribe will reach down deep into the archives of our time, and what? Will she find? Will she discover that we overcame our differences? Will she find that out of many we solve nothing and remain a divided people? Yes, history will speak of us. We can make a difference if we try. We can be the change that's in our life. All we gotta do is work together. We gotta raise our children better We gotta stop the hate, stop the hate And spread the love One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice you can change the world, it's your choice, your choice. Today's broadcast is being brought to you by Black and Studios. To learn more about Blacken Studios, please visit them at blackenstudios.com or visit them on their Facebook page, Blacken Studios. Today's broadcast is also being brought to you by Perry Publishing and Broadcasting. To learn more about Perry Publishing and Broadcasting, please visit their website at perrypublishingandbroadcasting.net. The opinions of the One Mic, One Voice show do not reflect the views of Blacken Studios or Perry Publishing and Broadcasting. Thank you for downloading the One Mic, One Voice show.